Amen. This morning, can we put our hands together and give God a cheer this morning? Amen. Come on, let's, let's let the Lord know we're alive today. Amen. We're excited about being in His house today. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much uh, for coming this morning and seeing all your wonderful smiling faces, even if you don't feel like it, right? How many know sometimes you got to tell your face to be happy? Amen, right? That's called a smile. Amen. So we're glad to see everybody here today. Um, just wanted to just kind of reiterate what has been said a couple times. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, really just helped yesterday at the uh, Harvest Festival there at the Outreach Center and those that uh, really helped weeks leading up to it, those who were there uh, early and stayed late, those who were there all day, half a day, part of the day, even if you came and you just ate a, a delicious cheeseburger, okay, even if you did that, amen, we still thank you. Thank you for uh, showing up and participating and uh, showing your love and just, we just, our heart is just for our community and our city and just in any way we can and as many ways as we can, we want to show our city that love works, that God loves everyone, come on, that, that the Lord is real and that uh, he's in us and we love everyone. So that, that's good, isn't it? All right, so thanks so much for doing that. We really appreciate that. You know, this morning, as I kind of just, uh, the other day, actually, when I woke up, I just, there was a scripture rolling around in my spirit in Revelation chapter 5, and just how that, you know, what we're doing at the Outreach Center, what we were doing as a church, and, and uh, really our a task ahead of us as the people of God is uh, really, how many know it's to make Jesus famous? How many believe that with all your heart? Amen. That we're to make Jesus popular. Amen. That's what we're here on the earth to do, not to build something for ourselves, not to build the kingdom of church. Come on, we're here, amen, to make him famous, to make him popular. And when we worship the Lord, amen, it's making the name of Jesus popular, amen. We're making a big deal out of our God. When we worship and we praise and everything, it's so important that because, amen, we, we want to let people know our God is real, our God is amazing, he is God over all the earth, he's the creator God, come on, he's the first First and the last, he is amazing, and we know him personally, amen. And that's what it's so important, but in the book of Revelation, it's one of the things that we see a picture of is the worship of Jesus, the popularity of Jesus, and the fame of Jesus in heaven. How many know he's popular in heaven? Amen. Come on. I, let me try it one more time. How many of us? He's popular in heaven, right? So, amen. We want to make him popular here on the earth. Amen. That's, that's what we pray. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We want Jesus to be popular. And so the Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 that, that uh, John said, I heard with a loud voice angels and the elders singing and shouting and declaring to Jesus that you are worthy is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. The Bible says to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. How many know Jesus is amazing? Amen? And his name is great and his name is amazing. And so I was just thinking about that when I woke up. I said, Lord, I want to make you famous. That's really what we want to do. We want to make Jesus popular. Amen? And, uh, I th you know, so that, that's kind of why we're here. And, you know, the Bible also says, and, and John recorded, that there's three that bear witness in heaven. Come on, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, right? The Bible says these three agree in one. And then he says there's three that bear witness on the earth, the water, the spirit, and the blood. And these three agree in one. These are one, and they agree in one. What are they agreeing about? They're agreeing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. They're agreeing that Jesus is Lord. Anybody? Come on. Come on. Some people get nervous if you talk about Jesus being Lord too much. Well, you got to have balance. you got to talk about everything. No, Jesus is Lord. Amen? 
Come on, Jesus is Lord. And so I just want to bless the name of Jesus today. I want to make him popular. I want to make him famous. And that's what it's about. Amen. How many want to just, just, just Williamsport, the city of Williamsport, or area, or com- county, or whatever community? How many know just, we don't want Jesus to be famous? We want him to be the one that's famous here. And, and uh, come on, Little League doesn't have anything on Jesus. Amen. We love it. We love watching it and participating. And, you know, how many go to the parades? That's great. But, you know, how many know Jesus is a little bit more important? Amen. A little more popular in heaven. And so that's our goal today. And I want to encourage you today is that when you worship the Lord, when you pray, when you begin to live for God, that one of the things you're doing is glorifying Jesus. You're glorifying Him in your body. The Bible says that we're to glorify God in our mind, our hearts, and our spirits, and our bodies, amen, which are the Lord's. And so that's our goal, isn't it? Come on. How many lift your hand to heaven and to say, Lord, I want, to, I want to make Jesus famous today. I want to glorify Him. I want Him to be glorified in my body, in my life, amen, and that's why we're here today. I want to just encourage you with a, a, a thought as you leave today, and as you're leaving today, I know a lot of you guys came in the front door, but uh, it's big in this church, you know, not to really use the front door. I'm not really sure when we leave. We like the side door. It's all, you know, it's cool. It's really there. But there's going to be some great desserts out there. So I want you to encourage you to stop there, you know, and then pick up a cup of coffee or whatever else. Uh, if you're vis- a visitor, you get, you know, free, like, gift and coffee at the lounge. And now, now we're tagging on a dessert. So that's even, like, more of a bonus for visiting. So that's really good. Amen. And so yesterday, we kind of rationed out to the dessert, especially to the kids. You know, only one. But today, we're going to be generous, okay? So if you want to stuff them in your pockets, chocolate and everything, just do that. Take them home. We're going to, you know, we're going to bless you, uh, a.k.a. get rid of them. Okay, so that's what we're doing today. Amen. Can we just pray and ask the Lord to bless today? Father, we just come before you with a grateful heart, a thankful heart, Lord, because of all that you have done. Lord, on our own, we are nothing. We can't do anything that really amounts to anything in eternity. But you are good, and you are righteous, and you are amazing. And so we give you praise today for all that you've done in our lives and all that you're doing right now as we sang that song. Sometimes we don't even see it, but we know you're working in all that you're about to do. And we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said? All right, great. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. I'm going to read a couple of chapters here, verses actually. In Luke chapter 2, this talks about Jesus as a young teenager and when he uh, was lost for three days and, and they went and his parents, you know, started home and forgot him and came back to get him. And the Bible says for 18 years he submitted to his parents and until and the age of 30 when he began his ministry. But it says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It says that during that time between Jesus being 12 and then being 30, The Bible says that he increased or grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. If you're writing notes, you can just click there. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. It says, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I believe that it's important to value a good reputation. I want to talk to you today about a good reputation. I don't know about you, but I think the church needs a good reputation. I think Christians need to have a good reputation. I know over the years that, and I've talked to many people, unchurched people, people that don't know the Lord or unbelievers, but I know I've talked to them and they just said, you know, I really don't like church because of what I saw 
through the lives of people and they were turned off by it and, and they were just kind of like, well, that's not my thing anymore because of what I saw. Amen. And how many know we need to have a good reputation? It's important to have a good reputation. It's really important to have a good reputation in the city. And that's one of the things that we want to really not, not just be careful and work on, but we just need to be aware of when we're doing outreach and we're really kind of saying, hey, we're going to reach the city and we're going to... Come on, how many know we need a, a good reputation in the city? I don't know about you, but a church that has a bad reputation in the city is like a rotten apple in the whole bunch. It just ruins just everything, doesn't it? And so I believe that it's important and, and that we need to value a good reputation. In Luke chapter tw- uh, uh, 2, it says that Jesus grew physically. He, he matured. He, he matured emotionally and even spiritually. We know that. We see that in his ministry. He matured. But one of the things about Jesus, the scripture, he grew in favor with God and man. It means this, that people liked him. <laughs> No, scratch that. People loved him. People loved Jesus. There was something amazing about him, something so comforting, something so warm about him, something so welcoming about him that people loved him. They loved him so much that they were willing to spend several days in a meeting listening to him to preach. So much that they didn't even have food anymore. They ran out of food and Jesus had to create a miracle. Hey, they had this little kid with a lunch and let's just provide lunch for everybody so I can preach some more. I mean, people just loved Jesus. They loved him. Why? Because he had such a good reputation. When he was working for his father in those years and he was submitted to his parents and he was that carpenter, I believe that he forged a a strong reputation in his community. I believe that he had a good name. I believe that Joseph and Son Carpentry Shop was a good name. I mean, that was a good place to go for furniture or whatever. I mean, I'm just drawing the picture filling in the blanks there, right? Come on, he had a good reputation. Then when he began his ministry at age 30, he began to forge yet another reputation among people because they didn't really know him. I mean, I mean, you know, what, what good can come from Nazareth? So the people in his community knew him, but the rest of the world didn't know him. But how many know after three and a half years, the whole world, at some point, the whole world had heard about Jesus. All of Jerusalem, let's put it that way, had heard about this this guy from Nazareth had, who was a Galilean had, a, had just really just gave his life for the sins of the whole world. So the reputation of Jesus went before him. How many believe that? And Jesus um, really talked about that and taught that and I believe that. And so a good reputation is to be valued. A good name has nothing to do with wealth, has nothing to do with talent, has nothing to do with your age, has nothing to do with fame. Come on. A good name has everything to do with character and honor, has everything to do with who you are and what you do. Is that right? And so we need to have a good reputation, a good name. The definition of reputation really comes from that root word of uh, to, to have that uh, repute, which is, means to the estimation in the view of others, how others view you, favorable reputation, a good name, public respect. That's what it means. It means that uh, this kind of, you're, you're a, a publicly recognized name. That's what it means. Uh, standing for merit, achievement, reliability. But you know, a lot of people get a, a reputation and character. They're so close uh, in definition, they kind of get them mixed up, but they are two different things. Reputation, or, yeah, uh, reputation basically means uh, notoriety or position, prominence, good standing or upstanding. It means distinction. Now, character is like this uh, to have uh, moral traits and good traits and all these traits in your life that actually don't just define what you do, but who you are. 
So that's character, right? But the reputation that you have is the way people see you, the way you're viewed, the way that people talk about you when you leave the room, the way you're known in your community, the way that you're known among people. That's a reputation. And I believe it's important to have a good reputation. Do you believe that? If you're a business owner, you know that reputation is everything. Credibility is everything. Come on. It has to be, right? So maybe you can eat your soup with hair in it, but other people don't want to eat your soup with hair in it. How many know you've got to have good reputation, right? All right, amen. So no rats in the kitchen. That's a good reputation, right? Uh, things like that. So, so but, but as we see this, this reputation um, that we talk about, it's, it's just, I kind of have to go there where it's like what it's not, okay? So a good reputation is not trying to create a false image of yourself. Trying to create an image in front of people that they'll just think you're the most amazing parent, you're the most rich person. Trying to create this image, that's why social media sometimes doesn't do us justice because there's, there's this temptation to create something you're not. But how many know a good reputation means you are who you are and people know who you are, right? That's a good reputation. You're not trying to create a false image of yourself. Um, this, this kind of this, we're sin bent. We have this nature in us that we want this worship and this exaltation from other people. And so there's always this temptation and struggle that we're trying to please people. We're trying to, to impress them. We're trying to do things that create this image that they will stand in awe. But a good reputation doesn't really have to say or do a whole lot. It's already speaking for itself. See what I'm saying? You don't have to go out of your way to show people that you have a good reputation or you have a good name. They already know it, right? Because just of what you do and who you are. And so it's so important to understand that. And so, you know, the Bible says that the world speaks evil of God because of the church sometimes. And we have to be careful, don't we, as the church? We have to be careful. And so I want to encourage you as Christians that, to work on that and understand the value of a good reputation. I think it's important. And so, you know, a bad reputation would be is when you take something for yourself and make it about yourself. That's not glorifying God in our bodies. That's not glorifying Jesus. That's not bringing Him honor. That's saying, look at my achievements. Look at what I can do. Come on. And how many know that's unhealthy? That's not biblical. That's not what God is directing us to. That's, that's not a good reputation to have. Amen. And so, you know, a bad reputation can bring, uh, you know, discredit to you and disrespect and people won't listen to you they don't uh, trust you they don't believe you they they uh, actually begin to you begin to have these bad personality traits if you don't have a good reputation and that just that's what happens but I've got a question okay so if we're talking about a good reputation and it's better to have a good name and more than riches and and have favor among God and man and and Jesus grew in favor with God and man and talking about a good reputation my question would be is I kind of going through this I kind of just had this question in my heart and that is Lord if if the reputation, if, if this reputation about being good and what you want me to have, if, if a reputation is about being held in high regard and esteem from other people, if, if it's about having this public respect, why is that necessary to me as a believer? I mean, wouldn't God want me to be humble and not seek that? Wouldn't, wouldn't the Bible teach that you shouldn't have a good reputation? You shouldn't seek those things? So why is the Bible teaching us that we should have a good reputation when it's really about this kind of view of how other people see us? Why is that important? Because it's about a good name. It's about a good name. About a good name. People, people kind of... Uh, kind of associate you with a name 
And how many know that we are marked by the most precious, amazing, holy, righteous name there is in the planet? Amen. That is Jesus Christ. So it is important because it's what we represent in the earth. We represent Jesus in the earth. Come on, somebody. Right? So a good name is important to have because when people talk about you, they should be talking about Jesus at the same time. Hello. So the good name is important to have. Is that right? Why? Because it's about the good name of Jesus that we represent. It's about glorifying God. It's about making Jesus popular. Come on. About glorifying God in your body. So it is important. That is important to have a good reputation because it's about a good name. One of the things I love about Jesus is Jesus never sought approval from man. You know why? Because he already had it from God. Jesus already had approval from His Father. He didn't seek it from other people. But at the same time, we see through His life that He did seek a good reputation from people because He reflected God. Because He said, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. And so I want to make a good representation of who the Father is. Come on, I want to make a good representation of what kindness and love and gentleness and patience and all those things are. I don't want people to look at my life and, and, and I'm preaching to them about believing in, in, in the Lord and coming to the Lord. And then all of a sudden they look at me and I'm nasty, I'm arrogant, I'm, I'm a narcissist. Come on, come on, how many know that's, that's not what Jesus was about? And so because he represented the Father, because he represented such a holy name, he said, I want to have a good reputation. I need to have favor with God and man. How many know it's important to have favor with God and man? One of my prayers is, is that we will have favor with the city in what we're trying to do in the future. Amen? How many believe that? How many need favor, right? Many times we look at favor from the Lord as we just need a blessing from Him. How many know God loves everybody, but His favor doesn't rest on everybody? Amen? And so it's those who are doing His will, and so it's important. Let me just share with you today three areas for a good name. Number one, as a church. It's important to understand and see that as not just River Valley Church, that's what I'm talking about, not just the church in Williamsport, but the global body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, it's important to have a good reputation in the world. Amen? In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, if you turn there, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, he said this, he was giving them instructions and opening this particular letter up with some instructions about godly character. And he said, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. See, again, he doesn't direct it that you need to have a good reputation because you're so amazing and awesome, but you, need, you represent the gospel. You represent Jesus Christ. And the way you live your life is so important in where you're at right now. Come on. How many believe that? As a church. Paul said this about the church in Colossians. He said this about the Colossian church. He said, your faith in Jesus Christ and the love for other Christians is talked about everywhere. Think about it. Paul said, even before I came to your church, I heard about you. How many of that's a good reputation to have? How many have ever have you gone there? You've gone to a restaurant because somebody told you it was amazing. How many have not gone to a restaurant because someone told you it was nasty? You're like, I heard it was nasty. Have you ever been there? No, and I'm not going either because I heard it was nasty. My world kind of revolves around food, so I'm going to talk about food. So anyways... So, you know, and so in this, and then in twice in Romans, he says, listen, your obedience, 
The report of your obedience has reached everyone. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Your faith, one other place, in, in, I believe it's in chapter 1, he says your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. The faith that the Roman church had, the church in Rome had, I should say, that the church in Rome had was, I mean, it, everybody was talking about it. I mean, here you are, there's in Italy, right? This church in Italy. And these believers are so obedient and so passionate about the Lord and so bold about their witness that people way over in Asia are talking about it. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? That's a good reputation, amen? Right? I mean, can you imagine you're go- you drive to California just because you heard of a good restaurant? The reputation is so amazing, right? I mean, that's what it's like, right? And, and it's kind of like he's saying that, that your reputation precedes you. I mean, uh, in Acts, the Bible says that one of the things that the early church was marked by, it says that they were marked by praying every day and uh, meeting house to house, communion and, and fellowship and generosity. But then it says this in verse 47, it says that they were praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as to be saved. Having favor with all the people. I know a lot of Christians that could care less about their reputation in the city. I, I believe that uh, you know uh, the church should be so influential in there and impactful in their community that if the church ever closed down, their city would miss it. If the church ever moved, the church ever did something, their city would be like, what are we going to do? This was a major staple and mark in our city. Wow. How many know that's, that's the way it is? And so I think it's important. And so um, I believe that kind of the, many times the, the good news is preceded by a good reputation. People are open to the gospel because they've heard about you. They've heard about your love, your kindness, your good works. They've heard about how you're generous. They've heard about your serving. They've heard about, uh, you, you know, how many know people aren't going to be open to the gospel if you're nasty, judgmental, critical, always complaining, always arguing and fighting with them? How many know you're not going to have a good reputation? It's just the way it is. I have a good heart. Well, your reputation says otherwise. Right? Come on, right? And so it's important to understand that. But also, not just in the church, but also in ministry. Did you know that it, um, when, when, the, when Paul really gives a lot of qualifications and definitions for people in leadership in the church and, and um, ministers, he talks about having a good reputation. That's important, isn't it? A good reputation was required for a position in leadership in the early church. If you were an elder or you were a deacon or even your wife... And even he gives qualifications for a widow. She had to have. Any, any widow that wanted to be in the ministry and they wanted to use her in church, she had to have a good reputation in her community. Did you know that? Think about it. And so in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, this is talking about a, a deacon. And, and he's saying this, is that he must have a good reputation with the outside, uh, those outside the church so that he will not fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. How many know that's important, isn't it? I mean, you had to have a good reputation. I'm nasty to other people at work. I'm judgmental to everyone that goes, goes by my house. I fight like uh, cats and dogs with my neighbors, but I praise Jesus on Sunday. You have a terrible, terrible reputation in the city. Come on, but how many know there's Christians like that? They're coming to church, and it, at home, they're fighting, and they're angry, and they're nasty, and they're abusive. Come on. And then they come to church and praise Jesus. No, no, that's not how it works. You've got to have a good reputation in your family and in business and all these things. 
Amen. And so a good reputation or good name is, is better than great riches, the Bible says. Those who, uh, also it talks about deacons, those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Jesus Christ. They just have, now I'm not, see, I think the other thing is we're linking up, oh, automatically we kind of worship these church leaders. How many others? There's a little bit too much of that. There's too much abuse of that in the church where the pastor's the king, his wife is the queen of the church. And I remember going to one church one time and he had this entourage. The pastor had this entourage. They had people carrying his briefcase. One was carrying his Bible. And then he'd get a little sweaty and someone come up and wipe the sweat on his little handkerchief. And then they'd put this robe on him and then they'd pull his chair out for him. Come on. I mean, who's this guy, right? Unless you're getting paid by this guy under the table in the back. I mean, okay, I get it, but come on. It's like the mafia in church or whatever. Yeah, come on. We kind of worship these guys. How many know celebrity ministry wasn't what Jesus was about? How many know he was into towels, not titles? Amen. He'd rather wash somebody's feet than sit on a throne and have all these people feed him grapes and worship. Come on, right? And why? Because he was building this good reputation because he had a good name that he was representing. So I believe it's important in ministry to have a good reputation in the city. If people, uh, you know, there's churches and pastors that, unfortunately, they, they have a reputation of being a thief and, and begging for money and taking money from people and womanizer and all this other. Come on, that's not a good reputation. How many know we can't help that, right? But we, we feel bad for that. But we, so that we got to say, you know what, Lord, we're going to maintain our character and represent Jesus well, because even though there's some people in the church that have made a mess of things, we want the name of Jesus to be popular and to be uh, worshiped and people to look and say, you know what, I'm not offended at that person. I actually want to go to church because this person actually lives a credible lifestyle. Amen. And so the example in the book of Acts that we see of ministry is selecting Stephen in Acts chapter 6 for the soup kitchen ministry. I mean, you're talking about a soup kitchen ministry. And here's what the Bible says about selecting people to do that. It says in verse 3 of chapter 6, it says, Therefore, brethren, select among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, who you can put in charge of the soup kitchen. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you stand behind a pulpit and preach, whether you're serving, doing, waiting on tables, sweeping, because I, you know, as a pastor, you find yourself doing a little bit of everything, but it doesn't matter. Many people think, man, I'll clean the bathrooms of the church if I can one day stand behind that pulpit. How many know, in God's eyes, ministry is the same. It doesn't matter. It's none of this, you know, got to be better and hierarchy stuff. No, it's like whether you're serving food or whether you're, uh, you know, helping people in their homes, whatever you're doing. Ministry needs to have a good reputation. Amen. Paul said people should see him and other church leaders as Christ's servants who distribute God's blessings by explaining God's secrets. He said, I don't want you to see me as this huge, you know, uh, you know guy that's this regional apostle and all this other stuff. No, I, w- I want you to see me as Christ's servant. That's how I want you to look at me. I, I want that reputation among you guys that I'm just coming to serve. And many times he said, I'm not coming to ask you of a gift. How many know that? Have you ever read Paul's writing? I'm not coming to ask. I could. Paul said, I could. I have given my life for this. I mean, I, I about died last night, and nobody even bought me a bus ticket to get here. I could charge you, but I won't. Come on, right? That's how I read it. That's my definition. And the third thing is to the world. I need to hurry along. But it's to the world. So in 1 Peter chapter 2, but I believe our, our reputation in the world is so important. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12. 
It says this, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. The Bible says Jesus taught us in Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine that people will see your good works, and they're going to glorify God, your Father, which is in heaven. How many know that's what it's about? It's having that good reputation so people can see Jesus through you. Amen. And so it's in business, as a boss, as an employee, you need to have a good reputation. As someone that's a worker, you're not lazy and you expect to be paid much. Come on, that's not a good reputation. Somebody that's always complaining about the boss and not getting paid enough, and they come late and they leave early, and they're always whining and complaining, you won't have a good reputation. And you certainly won't be on the list for the next promotion. Amen? Right? And so we've got to... You know, even with money and, and our neighborhoods and, and our family and our church, it's so important that we understand it's good to have a good reputation is valuable, amen, to God. And so when Paul was arrested and he was uh, um, standing before the governor and they brought him before the governor and he was giving his testimony, one of the things that he said, he said, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. I am always aware of that. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 says, Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of God and man. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26, it says, One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbors, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So your your character, your behavior, when you get home today from church in your neighborhood, says a lot about the way people view you. Come on. So it says you have the ability uh, to guide people, to guide your neighbor because of your reputation. You can actually help them find their way to Jesus through your reputation. Come on. Or you can lead them astray. You can be an offense to them. You can, you can uh, you know, they can hear you cussing and swearing at your kids because uh, you got the windows open and everything, right? And then you go out there and start talking. I'm going to talk to you about Jesus. They're like, I want to get this guy upset. I'll never forget. I, I, and he doesn't live by us anymore. When we had a neighbor, and, you know, he was, you know, always talking about the Lord. We were always, you know, talking about the things of God. He went to a, a church here in the city, and we just, you know, had great testimony, great story. And one morning, I was out on the porch, and I was doing devotions. I was just reading my Bible, just being out there. And he had windows open, and he was cussing his kids out, cussing his kids out. And I was like, I feel awkward. I got to go, right? I tried to get in the house, and next thing you know, I looked over, and he's looking right at me in the window, he shuts the windows, and I could hear him talk real quiet and everything. How many know his reputation level went, beep, doop, 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 right? So, amen. How many know people are listening, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Cl close your door, put the air conditioner on, and then talk real quiet. What are you doing? All right. Um, so, amen. And so it says, that, let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. That's a scripture, by the way. He says, let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming back. I'll put some fear in you. Amen. The Lord's coming back, so be careful what you do, is what he's saying. And you know something? When we have a good reputation, and I need to finish up. When we have a good reputation to the world, it brings opportunity. It brings an open door. It brings influence. It brings trust, doesn't it? 
It brings a standard that other people see. Not that we want to like, oh, I'm so holy, look at me, you can't live like me. No, but we don't even have to say those. We don't have to say anything. It just, they see it, and they see there's something about it, the good works and your character and the way that you love your spouse and, your, and the way you treat your kids and the way that you, you pay your bills and the way you talk about your job and the way that you work hard. I mean, that is just such a great testimony to people. Come on, right? They see it, and then the next thing you know, it creates this opportunity for the gospel to open up into their heart. Amen. Let me just close by saying and just bringing something, understanding, recognition to this, and that is the good reputation of Jesus. I love this about Jesus, and I love how the Bible says that Jesus grew in favor with God and man. You know, but then I read, and I read in Philippians, and right away, as soon as I heard that, how many have ever thought about this scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7? Listen to this. Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, verse 7, but made himself of no reputation. So immediately when I'm talking about this thing about good reputation, I thought, well, that's a contradiction. But how many know it's impossible for the scriptures to contradict themselves, right? You've got to read within context, right? So I began to read more. And it says this, made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of of men. It was talking about the miracle that happened that God manifested himself, came down in this world, right, through being born of a virgin and made a way of salvation. That's what he's talking about. Listen to this scripture a little bit more. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 7, made himself of no reputation. What it means and in other translations and by definition, it means that he laid aside his mighty power and glory and took upon himself the lowly lowly form of a human being. Amen? He, he emptied himself. One translation says, he emptied himself. He emptied, he stripped himself of his glory that he had in heaven to come to this earth. Think about it. He made himself of no reputation. Go a little bit further. It made him make empty, makes himself a base to neutralize or to make of none effect, to make void. The glory that he had in heaven, he put that aside to take on the form of a human being to reach us, right? That's what it's saying. And so I just wanted to read this because I wrote this down and I, I, I've got to read it. And it just says, Jesus set aside his heavenly glory in order to make, really to be made in the likeness of sinful man. That's what the Bible says. That's what the scripture says. Jesus, the one who is very, the very essence of God and who is complete in himself, considered your needs and my needs before his. He took on the form of a servant because we had such a great need that we could not meet it and only God himself can meet that need and that was sin, right? Come on. And so the Bible says that he stripped himself of that glory or he made himself of no reputation. He laid his credibility, his notoriety, his position of glory aside Come on, that's his reputation in heaven. That's what he's saying. He took his reputation in heaven. He laid it aside. He took on himself the form of a servant so he could reach us. So that he could save us. Amen. And so Jesus put aside his reputation of glory so that he could reach us. But check this out. 
guess what? When Jesus was here on earth, he began to build another reputation. He began to build another credibility. He began to build another notoriety. It was God in him. Come on, it was fully God, fully man. And what God can do with a vessel that's yielded, with somebody who just wants to do God's will, he showed us what a good reputation was all about. Amen. And he laid that aside, and he laid that reputation aside in heaven. And he set out to establish a good name among men so that the name of the Father would spread to the entire world. He set his sight on setting now a new reputation. His reputation in heaven, he laid aside that he can build a new reputation here in the earth. One of a servant, one of a, uh, that loves, one that is kind, one that is generous, one that forgives, one that is merciful, one that just absolutely comes and shows the love of God to the human race for the fallen state we were in and still remain in. The reputation that he had on earth is still being talked about today. That's how strong his reputation was on earth. That's how powerful he was on earth. We're still talking about this man 2,000 years ago. I'm still trying to emulate him 2,000 years ago. That's how powerful his reputation was. That's how mighty his name is. Come on. That's how good he has a name. That's how awesome his family name is. It's been passed down from generation to generation because he was righteous, because he was holy, because he was good. And he held such a great reputation, amen, in heaven and in earth. And so that's why it's important that we focus and say, Lord, whatever I want to do, I want to offend people around me. I want to, I want to let the gospel shine through that the glory of Jesus is not about me, but it's about you. Amen. His actions on earth reflected his royal attributes in heaven. Think about it. Who he was, how he was glorified. He laid that all aside, built this reputation in the earth. The Bible says that when he got back into heaven, <laughs> when he came back into heaven, guess what? That was waiting for him. It was restored back to, amen. The Bible says, amen, that the angels began to cry out and they began to cast their crowns at his feet. And the Bible says that's what we're going to do. And we're going to begin to worship. This is the one, amen, that not only had a good reputation in heaven, but came to earth and showed us what a good name is all about. Amen. So I want to encourage you today to value a good reputation. Can we stand on our feet? Amen. I just want to repeat what I said at the very beginning, that a good name has nothing to do with wealth or fame or has nothing to do with talent, but has everything to do with character and honor. It has everything to do with just the heart of wanting to glorify God. I just want to glorify God in my life. Sometimes we, 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 we talk about what God wants us to do. We talk about the will of God. We talk about what's right, what's wrong. And you know how many know the Holy Spirit's leading us to this life of character, integrity? Not that we look good, but that God looks good. That Jesus can be seen. And so when I look at people and I meet other Christians, I want them to be known for, uh, you know, a Christian that they're, 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 they're just... They're known for their love. They're known for their caring, their love for the generosity. They're known for how they really do care about people. The Bible says that we should love, a big word, without dissimulation. What does that mean? Don't just say you love one another. Show it. Don't just say you love one another. Just do it. And so I believe that Jesus led that example. He didn't just say he loves us. He just didn't say in, stay up in heaven and say, I love you so much that I wish I could send my only son. <laughs> The Bible says he did it. 
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him will have eternal life and not perish. Amen? Come on, somebody, right? But Jesus laid that glory down in heaven. And He picked up the form of a servant so that you and I could know what God looks like. That God feels about us and that, that there was an answer. For years and years and years, nobody had an answer to the sin problem that came in the very beginning of in the Garden of Eden. Nobody had an answer for that. God just didn't reveal that. They, just, they tried and they tried and, and God approved of some things and His favor was there. And, and, but how many know Jesus was that perfect sacrifice? And Jesus laid His life down for us that we could be made whole, that we could be made uh, uh, righteous before God, that we could be born again, amen, that we can have our home in heaven for all of eternity. Jesus did that work on the cross, amen. And the Bible says that he didn't just stay on the cross, but he was buried in a tomb, and after three days he rose again, and then after 40 days he ascended into heaven, and the Bible makes it clear that he will return someday. He is coming back for all those who believe in Him. He is coming back for all those who really took stock in His reputation as, amen, the Son of God on the earth. And those who really invested their life and say, you know what, I don't just love God, I just don't know about Him. I believe in Him with all my heart. In so much that my life has changed, my, my lifestyle has changed. I don't just go around, you know, cursing and swearing and living any old way I want to. Now I'm walking His way because of what he did at Calvary. And today, I don't know if you're maybe a Christian that you might have to do some readjustments in your life. You might have to think about the, you know, your life and your character, the way you are viewed by other people and, and how that you carry on sometimes. You know, am I, am I one that really has that bad reputation among people and then I go tell them I'm a Christian and that makes it even worse? Amen? Or do I need to talk to the Lord about some things today? Do I need to say, you know, my reputation at home isn't that great? Among my kids, aren't, it's not great. You know, in business, it's just not great. You know, I've cheated, I've lied, I haven't been honest, I've done some things, and my reputation isn't that great. I need to have God restore my credibility. Amen. The trust I've broken in, among my family and other people, I've really broken their trust. I just need that trust to be restored. How many of the Lord can do that? The Lord can restore trust. The Lord can restore credibility. The Lord can restore things in your life that you've lost or you've broken, you've given away. Amen. The Lord can restore those things. And today, some of you might even have a bad reputation in your family or in the community, in your neighborhood and wherever. And maybe you, you fled you know, where you grew up because you have such a bad reputation. But how many know God can restore? God can restore today. God can save and heal and deliver and restore. And so if that's you today, I just want you to ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me of my sins of arrogance and, and pride and, and just wanting to have the glory for myself and trying to live for myself. And you know, some of you have walked away from God, but how many know when you want to come back to God, it just takes one step. You may have walked away from the Lord, you may have walked away from the things of God, but how many know it just takes one step to come back? Start with that one step. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I, 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 you know, I, just, I just need you know, to repent today. I just need to, to ask you, that, you know, for forgiveness. I need that today. I mean, if that's you today, just pray in your heart and just, and just say, Lord, I, I need your forgiveness today. I've really caused trouble and I've made a bad uh, reputation for myself and I want that restored and I want Jesus to be glorified. And I don't know about you, but when I read the book of Acts, one of the th things I love about this one story in Acts chapter 4, in the book of Acts, um, they, the, the disciples had healed a paralyzed man he was healed, and there was a lot of trouble stirring around about it, and they were brought before the leaders in the council, and they were questioned and threatened. 
But the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 that this is what they said about the apostles. This is what they said about the disciples of Jesus. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they also recognized they had been with Jesus. They knew, these guys are like unlearned, uneducated, like they're not smart. <laughs> I mean, we got to talk down to these guys, but there's one thing we recognize. They've got a reputation. They've been with Jesus. There's something about in their life that they didn't, they didn't care about who saw them laying hands on the sick guy. They didn't care that he was paralyzed from, from, his, from, a, you know, from a time of being low. They didn't make fun of him. They didn't just keep past. They, they healed this guy. They had compassion on this guy. There's something amazing going on in their heart. I think they've been with Jesus. They took note, the Bible says, that they had been around Jesus. And I think that's kind of where we're at in our society. People need to see that we've been with Jesus. We know who Jesus is. We know the way out. We know where the light is. We know where, amen, we know the answer. Come on, his name is what? Jesus. That's the good name. That's the good reputation we want to promote today. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to lift my hands to heaven today. I want to glorify that good name. Amen. The name of Jesus. Or Can't anybody do that with me? Just say, Lord, I want to glorify your name. I want your reputation to be known through my life. I want to have this reputation among, amen, the people I work with and the people I shop around, all those people that I am a Christian and I know Jesus and and I'm not just somebody that just doing what I want to do, but Lord, I want, Lord, your name to be promoted that people will look and see, Lord, you through my life just as they did Jesus. And I just give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen and amen. God bless you today. If you need prayer for any reason, especially physical healing, we want to pray with you today. We have a team coming right around the